Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from varying skill range. I am the master assassin this episode, Andrew. With me, the one who's as stealthy as a fart in church, Keith. Or possibly on a podcast, but hello. <laughs> and the one who kills her victims by letting them die of old age, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week was a listener pick. Until Chaos recommended that we play Aragami 2 by Lintzworks. Aragami 2 is, of course, the sequel to Aragami, which was an Xbox One game, but it was in the earlier life of the original Xbox. Aragami 2, you follow a assassin who has a curse where you are basically invincible and can control the shadows, but at the cost of losing humanity. So you are on a mission to try to regain your soul. And Aragami is a third-person action stealth game. Going around, for me... This is just barely a game. It's it's very unpolished. It's like the best way I can describe it. This game kind of made me sad. <laughs> there was like a lot of elements to it that like it it could have been such a great game, but it just feels so underdeveloped and it feels like the developers had so many more ideas for it that just they weren't able to implement it. But I still had some fun with it. It's a fun co-op stealth game, which is something very rare. So, yeah, if you have a co- like, you can have up to three players. So if you have some friends, this is a fun co-op game. So it, it is a game for me, but I have issues. We know you have issues, Andrew. Thanks, Keith. You're welcome. <laughs> so for me, this is just on the other side of the coin. It's just on the pass side. I I agree with Andrew. It's it's a game that feels like it had so much more potential and it could have been so much more than it was. But, I mean, I also just am pretty garbage when it comes to stealth games because I'm impatient, but that's for later conversation. But at the end of the day, like, if I wanted to play something stealth-related, going to an Assassin's Creed or even, uh, like, a Shadow of Mordor, like, those games are just so much fun. And so, yeah, I like... I like those better and Aragami just didn't really do much for me. I think I'm with Andrew where I'm like just over. I think I'm going to give it a game. I w- it was very in the middle. For me, I was telling Andrew before that it felt like vanilla ice cream, you know? It's it's good enough that I'm I'm going to eat it. But I mean, do I want some hot fudge on there? <laughs> like um and I also think going into it, I always forget that I kind of like stealth games. Like I find them intimidating and then I enjoy them. But when Andrew said we're going to play it, I thought he said Origami 2. And I just pictured this cutesy game. I had no idea what it was about. And then so, I mean, I just had no idea what to expect. And I I liked it. So overall, as I said, with the plot of Origami, you are playing this assassin that it winds up dead. You are somehow cursed and you basically just wake up in a pile of bodies, have no weapon. And eventually you end up stumbling across a village, basically, of other people that look just like you. And you learn that you are cursed and then all your townspeople are losing their what remains of their soul. And you have to try to regain everyone's humanity. So you are essentially becoming a mercenary, taking these contracts and going out and fulfilling missions and trying to regain your soul and the soul of all the villagers. Overall, though, what did you guys think of the story of Aragami? I felt like I was struggling to piece it together. Oh, yeah. I beat so, the game, like, but I still don't know what happened. The souls are in the crystals or something. Y- yes. And then, yeah. But so, also not. It's also in one of the bad guys who holds them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So for <laughs> me, I really 
wanted to know more about the characters and the village and all that. Like, I really wanted to know more. And I think, like, the beginning um, cinematic, it was really artsy and beautiful. And I was, I was thought that's, like, I was going to get, you know, amazing cutscenes and stuff. But I just thought it was going to be, like, super artsy and I'd get to know all these characters and stuff. And I was actually kind of surprised when it was just, like, nope. You're just playing this dude. You don't know much about him. Trying to save people. And then you have these missions. It's like constant, like, go to the guy, get the mission, kill people, or or just knock them out, then go back. So it was just this cycle. So for me, I, I really wanted more story. Yeah. Yeah, see, I, I mean, it, yeah, you know, same old, same old. Keith doesn't like story. But... I thought the the most part of the story that was told was that opening cinematic. And I so I guess where I understood it a little differently and, and where you guys were talking about like killing the bad guys to, to get the souls or whatever, I guess I kind of took it as like you're ghosts, but like you're also like slave ghosts of some sort. And so you somehow are freed because I thought they mentioned something about, you know, you like not having a master and then... I guess I take it as like all these souls you're freeing. You're just trying to like free them from their slave master. I I, I don't know. Really but at the, the end, because I, I, I didn't. Andrew, yeah, I didn't beat the game, so I don't know. I saw Andrew playing the end, and someone was like still inflicted with it, right? So they don't get rid of it. Once once you lose, like once you your character, like once these characters go, I mean the people are called origami. That's where it gets his name, but. Once an origami loses so much of its humanity, they basically become kind of like feral, and there's no turning back. There's no way they can get the humanity. So yes, you're trying to basically prevent the remaining origami in this village to basically not become feral, and that I think they were just kind of opening up, keeping the game up for a sequel if they wanted to continue this. But yes, there's still you're not fully fixed in the end. I don't know. It's the story is so confusing. Like, like you guys were saying, like this is just the first part of where I feel like this game is underdeveloped. It seems like they had pieces to make the story really interesting. You know, they have some kind of cool characters. Everyone has like a different mask because underneath your face is just kind of like a ghostly black figure. So you, you kind of don't have like an actual image. So everyone wears a mask and, you know, some of these characters have kind of some cool diversity to it. But it's just none of the characters matter to me. There was very few cutscenes in which, by the way, Keith, I just looked it up. I am very surprised this was not your first achievement, but there is an achievement to skip a cutscene. I thought for sure that would have been your very first achievement you got. I think and I which, tried on the one cutscene I saw. It's, I, very, it's very ironic that they give you an achievement to literally skip the story. Like The developers are just like, yeah, we don't care about the story either. Why don't you skip it? We'll give you an achievement. I don't think I but, have that one at all. You don't? I looked it up. That's Dang. why I was surprised. But yeah, the cutscenes, like, some of them, like, are designed cool. Like, they seemed like, oh, man, this is, like, I love the character designs, and I was interested in these characters. But then you get these cutscenes, and they just were, like, so underwhelming, and it was just, like, I don't know what happened. But it I was think so disappointing. not to, like, skip ahead to graphics and stuff, but the cutscenes, I mean, <laughs> I think there's a reason why they're wearing masks. <laughs> I'll just say that. But when I was talking about like the cinematic at the beginning, maybe that was the wrong word. I'm like talking like the very beginning where they just had like the, the black and gray, that like art kind of thing. Yeah, it was like a 
Japanese. Yeah, I just realized I should probably explain that. But yeah, so I was (laughs) I was expecting a lot more of those. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 not much of a story. But I do agree it could have been better. I'll, I'll give you that. (laughs) <laughs> I just think it's kind of sad that like I really was kind of confused about what's going on. And I was also I, I hate when there's some voice acting, but then it disappears and you have the, like this one guy going. And I'm just I like, would say it's voice acting. It's voice noises. Nobody actually says any words. In the cutscenes, there's voice actors. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Well, kind of. But when you're going around the village, it's all like, hee, 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 yeah. name, and then just silence, and there's no <laughs> lip moving and stuff. So, I mean, I just don't even know what to say about the story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. There isn't too much, honestly. <laughs> you're, you're not playing Origami 2 for the story. I, I, I'll say that, which I think is really disappointing. But I will say, since this is the sequel to the original Origami, this takes place 100 years after the original Origami, and from what I could look up online, because I did not play the original Origami, it does not sound like you need to play the original Origami to know what's going on. And it's not on Game Pass, correct? No. The first one. So, and I mean, if you play the original Origami, you might understand a little more what's going on, because uh, I guess I didn't know it all. So, But this sounds like it's very much standalone, its own story, its own kind of universe kind of thing that's going on. But going into the gameplay, so... The gameplay of this is you kind of have a hub world, you know, the village that you are with all your origami, and you basically are taking contracts because you're a mercenary and you're going out and you're doing a thing, which is normally, as Liz said, collect this thing, kill this dude, capture this dude. Like, that's basically it. And this this is what, like, really just made me so disappointed. The missions just had no depth. And there's a total of 51 missions, by the way. And they're all, there's like five missions, I feel like, and you're just redoing all of them and you're revisiting the same areas, right? Yeah. And so like, for me, this is like, this is where I think origami could have been so good. When I was streaming it the other day, one of my listeners said, you know, Hey, this is, it's kind of like Hitman. And it's like, you know what? If this game actually worked like Hitman, it'd be great. Cause like Hitman, you know, you're, you're earning money. You're spending that money to get new equipment and stuff like that and, and new kind of abilities and weapons in Aragon, you don't. Any of the armor and upgrades you're getting, well, you have a skill tree, but all the weapons and stuff are purely cosmetic. Yeah, and you get blueprints for, like, different color dye and stuff. Yeah, and, so yeah. disappointing. And so for me, I also think, too, that if you're not going to have, you know, all these upgrading things that I was really looking forward, uh, forward to, why not have the ability tree actually kind of, like, more branch off more? Because I felt yeah. like there really aren't that many things to unlock there isn't and i was watching you play i didn't unlock all of them i didn't beat the game but some of the ones that you got were really cool but i kind of just wish that you could pick which way to go tactically and kind of focus on one area i think that would have been cool yeah which is weird because it feels like origami was building up to that you get these runes that you can actually use to upgrade your character to you know be better in combat be better in stealth but like i just it was annoying that none of the equipment did anything for me like i was hoping this game would be kind of like a looter shooter well, except this is sword, so I guess it'd be called like a, a grabby stabby. Nice. So <laughs> there, there you go. Here's a new term, a grabby stabby. But I, I wanted to like earn new equipment and like build my character differently. See, I felt like I couldn't even really fight in this game. I oh, felt like awful. 
No. Yeah, you really do have to be stealthy and do the executions. And for me, like, that's why with, with this game with how, like, buggy it is, like, that was something that would mess up all the time was execution. It would, like, freeze and... It was it was nuts. So like you only really have one way to go about killing people, and I felt like it was actually really hard with the inconsistencies. No, I I a hundred percent agree with you, Liz. And that was I think one of the things that really just pushed me away from any interest in this game was you you could stealth your way through the level, and Andrew had showed me that you know, basically double jump and just stealth over people without actually yeah. being stealthy in any way. And so, yeah, you can kind of combat your way through it that way, and it's nice because you can move quickly. But I I just, again, I'm, I'm so used to, if I'm playing some sort of stealthy assassin type of game, again, I, I know I already said Assassin's Creed or Shadows of Mordor, everything was, just felt so fluid. This just felt broken. Like, heaven forbid you had to get into a hand-to-hand combat, like Liz was saying, because... You had a stamina bar, but it didn't really make much sense. Sometimes it it would just sort of regenerate faster than others. And you could block and parry. And it was not a great block and parry system. Like (laughs) it was somewhat manageable. So it like personally, when I was just playing by myself, if I got into any fight, I just stood there and let them kill me. And I, and I know I can run away, but I was like, it's just not worth it. I'll just start. Then everyone's going to see you. Yeah. Which, yeah, Andrew told me I could run. I didn't realize I could run for the longest time. And I was like, that, that's a game changer. Like it is so much better. What? Learning that you can run was a game changer. You didn't know you could do that. Especially when you're in your hub world. Yeah. Oh. Oh, You mean like the thing they taught you like first in the tutorial? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I forgot that. I I know. I forgot I could do that. I forgot that I could sprint because in all fairness, in the game, you can't really run. You're going to alert people. And then that goes against your point because it also, what is up with that system where it's like ghost, demon, whatever. I felt like I would get ghost when I was seen by everyone. And I did not same with like, I would kill like so many people and it wouldn't be in the demon section. And yeah, cause you get a ranking. I guess I, sh- I should explain that. You get a ranking at the end and and also S is the best than A, B, C, D. Yeah. So I was like, oh, S, that's really bad. And Andrew explained it to me. Um, but I also, I didn't think it, like, I always forgot to use my, uh, they're not called weapons, but like the smoke bomb and the... Support items. Yeah, the, the needles and stuff to make people forget. I always forgot to do it. And I also think that, like... When I was in battle, it just made more sense just to grab for a ledge and and then just book it and then yeah. grab for another ledge. So I didn't even find them very helpful. Oh, they're no. very helpful. I used them all the time. I think it's no, but I think it's because I was so used to not using them because I would forget that by the time that I started using them, I was I already had my method. No, I'm I'm kind of with you, Liz. Like I'm not, and I don't even think they weren't useful. I just didn't really use a ton of them myself. Well, yeah, I got used to it. <clears throat> yeah, it was. I don't know. I just had a system of just like slowly working my way through, and I think that's largely one of the things that I just again I didn't I didn't enjoy on the gameplay. Is I just hated moving so slowly throughout every level, and I just I, I didn't have a lot of fun. I did, as Andrew was saying, I did enjoy playing the co-op. Like, we played, I don't know, probably a good two hours of it last night together, and I had a lot of fun. Granted, a lot of it. Three hours. Maybe. But, I mean, I, yeah, there well. was a lot of it that was just you running around and killing things. But, I don't know, I <laughs> it. there is just something that 
almost any game in, in some ways can be fun when it's brought to co-op because whether it's just i don't know laughing at us falling off of ledges and dying because <laughs> fall damage also makes no sense in this game because like it's an actual gripe i have like you're you're supposed to be this ghost assassin and you take fall damage like any good assassin game either there's a system in place of how you can like actually jump into things or like not jump off a ledge or you just don't take fall damage like you you land softly you're a ninja you can combat it with your double jump and everything and so there's ways around it but it's just it's silly to me in general and then <clears throat> if you do that you as i complained about many times while we were playing is you come to this weird like cool superhero pose when you land that you just sit in for like three or four seconds so if yeah. anything sees you <laughs> well that little bit of health you had left after after your uh, fall damage well, now it's just all gone because everyone in a 10-mile radius just saw you and is, is coming to kill you. See, I didn't really have too much issue with fall damage. I didn't find myself falling to my... Andrew, you were falling to your death a lot. I could yeah. hear you. But I'm also jumping around. I'm doing 90% of the work here, so... That's, well, I, so I did like <laughs> multiplayer, but I also think that it was so much more buggy playing with somebody else. Yes. The oh, frame sure. rates. So you're in the middle of doing something, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, that went to crap. And also, I felt like when I played with Andrew, that was when I couldn't pick up money. That was when I would grab onto a ledge and it wouldn't allow me to jump up or it'd show an area that I could get to, but I guess there was a wall there. And so I just like go into nothing and just slide on the wall. Um, or I couldn't pick up the target that you had to like carry back to the portal. Yeah, only but one person you were could do that. Yeah, so I just felt like it's a lot of fun playing with another person, but it's also more frustrating. Yeah, it, it was really odd. I enjoyed co-op. Like I said, it's a lot of fun being able to get, you know, two other friends to play with you. Really cool. But uh, yeah, it's so weird how laggy it was playing multiplayer. Absolutely do not do any of the combat if you were playing multiplayer. It was still manageable if you're doing, you know, obviously the stealth thing and going around and assassinating people. But if one of you gets detected, like game over. It's impossible to fight people in co-op. Yeah, and I, there's more. Yeah, there's more player. Uh, sorry, bad guys, right? I don't know. I I, I felt not, like when I, I don't played with there you, there was there was way more. So if you were seen, you were seen by like five people. It felt the same to me. I didn't think they added more okay. enemies. I Andrew always made fun of me because I would always go for the fire guys. I didn't have time for that nonsense. Uh -oh. Someone shooting me from afar. It's like the only like far range weapon. And so for me, like I would, I would see them and I would just, that was my next target. I, I always heard you grumble about the fire guys. Oh, you're fire guys. Fire guy. Yeah. So I would always kill them first. I'll t I mean, if you're running away, they're one of the few that will actually give you a real issue when you're trying to sprint out of combat or whatever. So I, I, I don't disagree with you. And, and also too, I, I mean, or there was what, there was one that was on the ground, I think, but Largely, they were usually up in towers and stuff. So, like, if you yeah. alerted them, yeah. you alerted everything. So, that's one of the reasons I usually took them out, just because they were they had the high ground and could see more. They were essentially the archers of the game. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this was another thing that was just really disappointing. The, the enemy diversity in this game is, like, minimal. It, I think it, you fight literally exist. five different guys. Yeah. You fight, you fight generic soldier dudes, which there's, like, three of them. No, four of them. But essentially, they're all the same. Unless you're actually going into combat with them, then you'll notice a difference. But there's... as far as like actually assassinating them, they're all the same. Then you have like a support character who's either a priest or a necromancer. Once again, both very similar to each other. The necromancer could revive people. 
And then you have, yeah, as we said, the fireball guys. And like, that is it. 51 missions of just these same enemies. Yeah, the triangle hat dude that you can't use Whisper on. I was, I didn't even understand why they were really there. Uh, they they just didn't move. They were considered to be like a semi, like a captain that always stood guard. They were gatekeepers is what they were called. But yeah, just the diversity of the enemies in the game are just really tiresome. But I will say, so what I absolutely did love about Argon, because I know it seems like you know, we're just dumping on this game. For me, I am a huge sucker for stealth games with like supernatural powers, like case in point, Dishonored. If you give me some sort of like teleporting ability or some fun mechanics yeah. to play in the stealth, I am in. And that's what kept me with Aragami. I loved just the mechanics of it. Yes, it can be janky, but I loved the teleporting. Once you understood how it worked, and there's actually an indicator to show you how much of a distance you needed in order to activate your teleport, that you know opened a huge door for me. Like it was a nice system to understand that. Once you were able to figure out like how to double jump and then dash in the air to close the gap to basically get around, you can traverse the world so quickly. And that's generally what I was doing. It's just I was able to traverse this world and just take everyone out when I played with you guys. But I will say the stealth overall in the game is super easy. You have a very high jump. So it's so easy to basically double jump in the air. And once you get to your height and double jump, nobody can see you. Dash over to an enemy and literally just press X. The game, the assassinations are essentially like a quick time event. Just press X as soon as it's prompted. Boom, instant kill. You win. That was it. So it was so easy just jump, jump, dash, assassinate. Jump, jump, dash, assassinate. And just take everyone out. So it was kind of easy, but it, it did. It made me feel like a really cool ninja. I really enjoyed the gameplay. At first, I was nervous about doing all the jumping and dashing because I just assumed people would see me. Like if you're jumping between buildings, there's always someone looking in that direction. And I didn't realize that I could do that without being spotted. So that is kind of weird too that like nobody's Because when you're jumping, you're not actually like you don't disappear yeah so it, I was, there's an ability you actually get when you dash you do turn invisible but you don't get it till like late in the game which is really nifty but yeah it's just it's so easy to just take everyone out and by the time people even start to recognize that you're a threat you already killed them yeah <clears throat> i i do agree i i liked having the skills i i certainly didn't unlock nearly all that many but i i saw a bunch of the ones you were using and like how it helped you and yeah, I think that's a really cool aspect. And I know I didn't get a chance to complain about this earlier because we kind of moved past it. So I'm, I'm revisiting this to put in my, my two cents is that... Oh, sorry, Keith. No, it's okay. It's all right. Didn't let you talk. We got it. And no, I, would, I didn't even mean it that way. I was just saying I, we had moved past it. But I still want to complain is I didn't like the way that the weapons and all of that were done because I just... I liked the skill tree, but it really, really bummed me out just not being able to feel like I was progressing anything because... Yeah. The repetition of this game is what drove me nuts. If I had different weapons, if I could, like, I know you unlock some shoot, like some throwing stars and that's cool, but I would have liked to have had like daggers and, you know, like all kinds of different, I don't know, options or abilities to like really expand those skill sets. I want to say I read somewhere that there's like some like rare pickups you can find that I think might have some slight tweaks or or alterations, but I don't know if that's true. No, there's an Maybe. achievement to wear the legendary armor. And oh, okay. No, I'm not seeing anything that actually alters the gameplay. Like the only thing that alters gameplay is picking up runes, which you can attach yeah. the runes to any of your armor. I feel like I never found those. But the runes, to me, the difference they made are super minimal. So I never cared for too much for the runes. 
Yeah. And the runes you only find if you happen to stumble across a blueprint while you're playing a mission. Well, so they're incredibly you, easy to miss. Didn't you get an ability where you could see hidden things? Yeah, but it took me over half the game to yeah. finally unlock that ability. Yeah. I just, I don't know. <clears throat> With this much repetition in the gameplay, like to not add anything to it, it just, it really bummed me out and, and just didn't make it worth trying to play all the way through from my perspective. But I do agree that some of the gameplay is fun. It's not the worst game i just i wouldn't make it my first pick or it wouldn't be my first recommendation for someone who was like hey i want to find a fun stealth game yeah do you guys also wish that there was like a morality element to it to like make it more interesting like with dishonored right so if you kill people like you know the city changes and stuff yeah oh 100 percent. or like yeah because you can knock people out but the achievements make it so that you're they want you to knock people out and then there's like oh you get an achievement for like killing people this way or that way and so for me i just i felt like it would have been it would have been a lot harder so maybe i wouldn't have liked it but (laughs) with the idea itself i kind of wish that there was that yeah and the rating system too that you had mentioned at the end of it where you know has like the demon and angel and all these different options like if you're going to have those, make them matter for something. Like, Or even if it's just like they give you more points, like you can only get an S ranking if you do a certain one. Like, some, I don't know, some sort of factor like that. But I, I do agree. Like, I, I'm going to compare it again to Shadow of Mortar, which is just an unfair comparison for so many games. And, and so I'm sorry for that. But comparing it again to Shadow of Mortar, like the, um, what do they call that? I just lost, forgot the name of it. The, uh, the enemy system there. There's a better name. The nemesis. nemesis yeah, the, system. the nemesis system is so cool. Like if there is some way to incorporate, like maybe you just knocked someone out on a previous mission, like they'd remember you the next time or something like that. It just could be cool aspects to it. Yeah, I, I think once again, like when you play this game, I feel like there is so many things I think the developers wanted to do. They just probably ran out of time or funding or something. Because yeah, I agree. I felt like, yeah, this was another game that was setting up to be like, oh, you know, choose if you want to spare these people because, yeah, you have the option to knock them out or kill them. And I like both me and Liz were first trying to knock people out because we assumed there was some sort of morality system. But then when we started playing co-op, we're like, this is taking forever. And I was just like, and I saw all, like, all the achievements are mostly for killing people. There's one to knock out 100 enemies. That's the only one you get for knocking people out. So me and Liz are just like, let's just slaughter everyone. And the game got so much quicker. We literally were just going around and just slaughtering everyone. And bloodier. You kill somebody and there is blood everywhere. So yeah. you, can you even hide the body? Because so you can hide. They don't a- notice blood. Yeah. Oh, okay. Blood's mm-hmm. strictly cosmetic. Um, yeah, this game's rated M and it does not need to be M. I wish there actually was maybe some more gore because you do some cool moves and cool executions, but there's no decapitation or anything like oh, that. I don't, I you don't actually record. can turn the blood off. So this game can be teen. Yeah. And it's, and it's really not even that gory. It's just a splash of red. It's just like, but I like it. I actually like the feature. Of it, it, it I don't know. It makes it feel a bit comic-y, which isn't even a bad thing because I no. think the graphics kind of lend to that a little bit. So I, I'm not saying it's awful, but I'm just saying it's not very like, ooh, that's so unsettling. It's just like, hey, here's a splash of red that that comes flying out of them. Yeah, it's very much like over the top, like a Quentin Tarantino movie, like Kill Bill. Someone gets stabbed yeah. in blood that just goes Poosh, everywhere. <laughs> but I, I think it's kind of a cool effect. But yeah, you can turn it off. So if you have children around or something like that, because the violence isn't too bad. You do some cool stabby stuff, but nothing too like gratuitous. Yeah. And I think too, just, I mean, if you're, 
if you're going for the achievements, I'm fairly certain because it looked like it was progressing me towards it, is you can knock everyone out and then kill them after. So you can get yep. your knockouts and your kills basically all at the you, same time. You can. I saw someone actually recommend doing that. Yeah. So hot tip for you. I feel like usually you guys give everyone tips, but you, nobody tells me the tips when I'm playing. What are you talking about? I gave you so <laughs> many tips. And stuff. You didn't know how to run. There's uh, your that's list. very true. Hold P to run. <laughs> Yeah, but well, that's something I already should have known. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can agree to agree on that one. I know we kind of talked about it, but yeah, I really do wish you could build your character more. Like when you looked at the cover out of Origami 2, like you see three very distinct looking ninjas, each doing something different and having a different weapon. And like, so that's why I was like, oh, because even too, you create, it's quote unquote, create a character. So it's like, oh, cool. Do I unlock different types of ninjas and have different gameplay? Nope. It is the same ninja. It just you just basically give him a name and design his armor later on. It was just uh, three ninjas. That was that movie of the three kids, right? Yep. With the grandfather. Oh my gosh! I love. Oh, they should. You should be able to name your character Tum Tum. Yeah, you, you uh, Tum Tum. Rocky. Wait, uh, yeah, I forget the you other. Pick names. a character. It says, "What do you want to name him?" You could have named him Tum Tum. Oh, I forgot that you could. Uh, when did you name uh, him? Name your character. It, it defaults to. Oh, yeah, Karai, I just Karai? defaulted to the, the regular. Yeah. It was like Karaier for me or yeah. something. Oh, yeah, okay, at the beginning. I remember that now. But, I mean, nobody calls your character by a name. So yeah. I'm assuming that's what your character is supposed to be named, but no one actually even says it. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, there's a lot of times, too, I could never figure out if my character was talking. I think there's a couple of times he does, but majority of the time, this is another game. This is just another game where people say, hey, do this thing, and you don't argue. You just go do it. You just say, cool, bro, and go kill people. Do they ever explain those two bad guys that show up at the beginning of the, the cutscene? Yes. Like, so okay. the whole, uh, this is at least what I figured from the story. There's kind of two warring nations going on. Yeah. I think technically three, but one of them dies. But yeah, those are the leaders of the two nations. And they learn that they can enslave you, the origami. So that's who kills you was another origami that was slaved. Okay. So they explain a little bit. Yeah, they they showed up in one of the cutscenes that I saw later on too. Yeah. So, but another thing with the collectibles too, I, I kind of mentioned it real quick that you know you can get these runes to kind of change your character stats a little bit. But there's there's a handful of collectibles in this game. So there's essentially collectibles literally just there for the sake of being collectibles. And I hate when a game does that because the collectibles in this game are so tedious. Like Liz said, eventually you get an ability where you can actually see them. But it's just kind of unfortunate that they had this rune system and it's incredibly missable. I got almost majority of the game done and I still only had like three runes and there's like 15 or so in the game. Well, even Dang. the first one was kind of, I mean, there it was like minus 10 attack plus 10 stealth or something. And it's like, well, you're not really fighting. So, yeah. I mean, I felt like it was kind of silly to have that anyways. The runes always do a trade off. Something gets a negative or something gets a positive. Yeah, but you're taking away from something you don't do anyway. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of weird. Like I said, I found the runes to be... I did not notice any much of a difference in the gameplay, so eh, they're there. So is this studio super small? I believe I so, yes. Like... I did not look them up. But this is the only game I've... This is the first time I've heard of this studio, so... Yeah, they got to be pretty small. So Keith, I know you said like you wouldn't put this probably in one of your top stealth games. I, I kind of agree with that statement, but I also... Don't. Like, there's things about it, like I said, that are a lot of fun. Just the fact that this game is co-op 
just really, I think, adds a good amount of points for me. I love when a game just adds co-op. Another thing that just is so unfortunate with Aragami 2, this is not a pretty game to look at. <laughs> like I said, I loved the character models. I thought your ninja looked awesome, but the environments were so ugly. I don't know if I agree with that. Oh, really? I kind of like the environments. And like I said, I mean, I got to say that that weird movement grayscale thing at the beginning that just like i keep thinking about it when but we're that talking was literally about this game. the only time they ever did that i know but what i really liked about this game <laughs> is well one i like the the color palette i like the the backgrounds and everything I mean, there was just some things that weren't great to look at but i also found it kind of amusing because like when you're doing the cutscenes, all of a sudden it looked like the the woman they did her dirty she looked 360 like there was oh, the whole game I thought looked 360. Well, was it, uh, uh, the game like texture. I mean, but her specifically in those cutscenes, like the face, the mouth not moving, her oh hands, everything about the the people in the cutscenes. And I'm not saying that in a mean way, but I kind of found it funny. Like I like I thought that the game was really pretty to look at, and then all of a sudden, like the cutscenes were just real real bad. So I kind of like took it as like a joke. Oh my gosh. So majority of these people, like I say, wear masks, so they don't, obviously masks don't move. But yeah, the person Liz is talking about is like one of the few humans that are in the game. And it just drove me insane that her lips do not move or her, she doesn't blink or anything. So it's just like, she's trying to tell a sad story, but still always has this like blank stoic look. And it was so awkward. That's off-putting to say the least. (laughs) I also liked with the graphics, when you hold left trigger, you can eventually see the paths that people have walked. So, you know, they're kind of their schedule because they usually go back and forth and you, that way you can sneak up behind them. And I thought that was really helpful. I mean, I, on graphics, the so in some weird way, I don't know if, if I'm going to explain this in a way that makes sense because the environments were <laughs> vastly, vastly different. But I felt like the world's had the feel of a game like Fogs did where you were on like this little mini Island of, of obtainable location and everything else was just like backdrop. If that makes sense. Like you, oh, it, yeah. like you were just in this like floating Island in the sky almost and nothing else really existed around that. But the thing that I disliked most is what we talked about is that you go to about six different areas and you just repeat them frequently yes. over and over again and they just get boring and they're really all very similar it's just they are very they're they camps they're military camps and some rocks and some trees and that's about it maybe some buildings with even some the stuff mines in i wasn't oh, I excited think I about went like, into the mines but that doesn't sound very exciting i was playing with andrew and he got there before me and because he always beat the missions before <laughs> i did um, or did the majority of the work, I'll say. And so I quickly ran over to his computer to see what they look like. And I was just like, oh, it still kind of looked like everything else. So yeah, I, I was kind of sick of the environments. You think I did majority of the work with you? You should have saw what I did with Keith. Oh yeah. Literally, I beat a mission in a minute and 30 seconds. I literally went, Keith, don't even bother leaving. I'm almost done. <laughs> Keith just stayed at the beginning spawn. No, I think just, I killed like three that- guys. <laughs> You did oh, that you for died me once when too, it was all oh, about getting to like one point because you knew you'd be faster yeah. and there was no, no escape. But I felt like when you were streaming, before you were streaming, I was doing really well. And there was something, I got, I got nerves or something. And I just kept dying because I knew people were watching. <laughs> I got so nervous. 
Um, but yeah, you definitely did the majority of the work. Oh, I and I'm I'm not even going to deny it. It was you actually you kind of said it at a. I don't know if it came through because I think you were cutting off Liz when you did. But yeah, in, in that minute and a half, I managed to die, and um, I did kill a couple people. So yeah, it was pretty oh, impressive. To explain like the co-op, when you do a mission, you essentially have two lives shared between the entire team. Well, even if you do single player. So if if you have three people, you know, if only two people die, fail, you guys have to restart. Yeah, there was one time I literally beat, was done in like two minutes. And I was like, Keith, just go back to the spot. And Keith's like, no, I want to fight people. He ended up dying and losing our S ranking because he died. But playing multiplayer... There's nothing worse than dying when you shouldn't have. It's oh so annoying. I died so many times literally getting to the exit and I would fall from height damage and die right in front of the exit. Oh, for me, it was whenever we were doing multiplayer and the execution wouldn't work. Yeah, that happened a handful of times and too. So it was always worse when you're playing with multiplayer and then you're dividing the lives. So yeah, that really sucked. You know one and thing... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You know one thing that we can, I think, completely glossed over or I glossed over you talking about it was... I really did like the fact that you couldn't die by falling in the water, that it had that oh, aspect yeah. of it just transported you back to where you were. So while there was fall damage, if you landed on the ground, you could just like, it, it allowed you to test out things with traversal that you're like, I wonder if I can make this jump. And you didn't have that fear of dying just because you, you couldn't make that jump. So it like encouraged you to actually try things. And I thought that was a really cool feature that we just kind of didn't talk about. So I wanted to make sure I put it in there. Out there? I don't know. <laughs> but to go back to the graphics, Keith, I understand what you were saying when you were comparing to Fogs. I just don't fully agree. I, this is what I liked about Origami. I think it had a lot of verticality. And there were a good amount of times where you could really kind of choose your route. Because, you know, having ability to teleport and grab on the ledges was really awesome. The thing that just irritated me is how the teleport sometimes was inconsistent. Sometimes it's like, hey, I can grab onto this roof, but I can't grab onto that roof. And you can normally see with the ledges why you can grab onto it or not, but the roofs didn't make any sense to me. So there was just a handful of times where just I felt like the teleportation was just kind of annoying. But yeah, this game is supposed to be a feudal Japan. And to me, the world seemed so lifeless. Just there was no textures. There's like some spotty tall grass here and there that you can, you know, hide in. But there's not like a lot of, you know, plants or flora the trees are very minimal, which you cannot climb trees. I thought that was really weird. There's literally mm. no option for you to go everybody, any, into Everybody any knows ninja, ninjas can't climb trees. That's, that's a yeah. well-known fact. Look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> it was To me, that was so weird. But the, you think of Japan, and you think gorgeous, yeah. stunning. Um, and I definitely like, like saw some elements in there that made me... Re- like I knew where I... W- the architecture, yes. But as far as the... You, if you just looked at landscape... In just the plants? No, absolutely not. Yeah, like don't and, aren't they well known for like cherry blossom trees? Like yeah, beautiful like pink flowers over and it's just like yeah, not but a, they're not floating on the the cover picture on the cover, but it's not in the game. Oh, I don't ever remember seeing in that any opening scene that Liz uh, is talking about? It's just the only the only <laughs> place that was good in this game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like for me, just like walking around the world just was ugly. I like I said, I love the character models. I thought the armor you could <clears> unlock was really cool. Just It was unfortunate that it was just literally cosmetic. It didn't do anything. So there was things about the graphics that I enjoyed. It just, to me, this was just a 360 game. Well, what you said about you know not being able to jump on certain ledges, I just thought it was annoying when you could teleport. Oh, sorry, teleport. I thought it was really annoying when you could teleport and then you couldn't jump up. It's like, 
why you see like the actual oh, yeah. slant of the roof it, yeah. it didn't make any sense okay no this is i'm glad you brought this up because going back to a little bit of the gameplay the controls drove me insane on some moments so if anyone is familiar with the Assassin's Creed games, anytime you have a ledge, you normally press forward and press A. And your character instantly registers that there's a ledge and will actually, like, you know, jump out the window and grab on a ledge. Not in Origami. Your character does this weird, like, physical jumping through the window. And it is stupid looking. <laughs> and 90% of the time, my character wouldn't go and grab on the ledge. So I just fall out of the window in front of enemies and get detected. Like, there wasn't a way to actually, like, transition properly by climbing in and out of windows it was infuriating it seemed like if you pushed forward and then did it it would vault semi-successfully for me i won't say it did it every time but i did have it work sometimes when you're out of a window going into a building yes when you're in a building trying to go out no that was the difference and that's what irritated me okay maybe that's why it was inconsistent for me then that would probably that would probably check out yeah, and so like a lot of times when I felt like I was getting discovered, it was just because of wonky controls. Oh yeah, the amount of times where I would sneak up behind someone in a window, I'd be like, "I'm assassinate you," <laughs> and then he'd be like, "Hey, yeah," and he like go with a full on swing. I'm like, "Nope." Oh, nope. and not assassination, and then they discover you, and then go into combat. I hate yeah, that. Not not what I wanted it at all. So yeah, I I didn't really care for that very much. I also felt like my controller would vibrate when somebody found a body and when someone was starting to discover me. So I never know. I never knew what was happening. Well, the music would also change too. I remember you being no. like, why is the music doing this? What's going on? Yeah, that would happen. <laughs> like sometimes it would have like chase music, but nobody would. So I'm like, Oh, maybe someone discovered a body and it didn't pop up that they discovered one. Cause it tells you like how many bodies have been discovered as they're discovering them. But yeah, sometimes that music would kick on. And nobody was chasing me. So I was like, okay. I also, we were talking about like the environments earlier. One thing that I thought was really strange is I felt like the music sometimes didn't match it. Like, I don't understand why the hub world, which was, I mean, I think it was the most beautiful. It was also the place that had the really haunting music. My God, that hub world music. Because you got so <laughs> sick of it. But for me, I thought it was really beautiful. It is. But it is one track. You are in the hub world and you are hearing and you're that there a lot. same yeah. lady wailing over and over again. At first, I did enjoy it. I'm sitting there waiting in the hub world music. I'm like, hey, this is a pretty good song. Clearly, the developers thought so too because they're like, we clearly do not need any other song for this game. And they played that song to the ground. I got so sick of that song. But when you first heard it, did you think it was... Yes, I, I did enjoy it. But I wish there was more than one track in the hub world. <laughs> Even when Especially you beat the game, it plays the song. And I'm like, I'm done with this song. It's weird that... I mentioned this earlier, where you have certain characters that they don't... There isn't voice acting there, and they're just like, hee, hee, hee. And then you have to hear that music right after, and it's just weird. <laughs> and I, the voice acting, like I said earlier, that was really good. I think... Yakuza did that too, where they would just have somebody that spoke like just like laughing, but wouldn't actually say anything. And I just don't understand that choice personally. <laughs> He's supposed to be crazy. Crazy yeah. people laugh. Yeah, I suppose that really made sense. No, I, I I agree with you. I think as far as the music goes, it was it was fine. It was good, but it was it was too much. It was the same, and, and I didn't yeah. care for that. 
Playing but, the game, it's not bad. Like when you're actually no, in a mission, it's not bad. It's no, the hub world music. But I also largely, I don't want to say ignored it, but I, I think I overlooked it because I was just like, I don't know, I'm going to keep doing this stuff. I, for me, obviously, you guys are you know downplaying it so much, but you also got to keep in the fact that you know I beat this game. I put 24 <laughs> hours or something of listening to that hub world music. Well, I think too that that music, like there, there are certain cutscenes where there is a ton of bodies, and I mean, it is a war. Maybe have that haunting music then, you know, not when you're prancing around, you know, <laughs> upgrading things that aren't really being upgraded, you know. It's a valid point. Yeah. But overall, I, I mean, I like the sound effects. Like, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the assassination. The blood yeah. splatter and everything. I overall enjoy the music and everything like that. And the I sound also want to say that because I always say that I am like such a mess in the kitchen and <laughs> in real life. And Andrew's like, you are not a ninja in the kitchen. I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, and he comes over and starts like slamming the, the drawers and stuff. I didn't realize how loud I was, but I thought it was really <laughs> funny that we're playing this game. And he's like, you're not a ninja in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, because you tried making a joke that you were and it's like, you are not stealthy. <laughs> Oh no, I my when I walk, a lot of the times my ankles will crack. And my mom, even when I was a little kid, told me like I stomped like an elephant. I am the loudest person <laughs> in do. the world when it comes to like walking. I cannot sneak behind anyone. Thank God we don't have downstairs neighbors. <laughs> uh well I mean I guess another thing, because Liz asked, was asking about the size of the studio, is I pulled up their website. There could be more than just the people that they're showing on the page there, but when I went to their about page, I think I counted like 20 people. So I think, yeah, it's a very, very small studio because they also have a, a what looks to be a group picture of all of those same people. So I'm pretty sure that's just them. Yeah. Um, but what is cool is when did this game come out? Was this a day one release and it actually just got, yes. came out? Okay. Day that's one release. And I think it's been out about a month now. It's okay. pretty new. For yeah. some reason, I thought it had been out longer because I was going to say they're still doing updates. But yeah, I noticed on there that there was a patch for like as of October 6th. So like they're continuing to work on this game. So some of the glitches and stuff that we're talking about may not actually be in place by the time you're listening to this. If you're listening to this, you know, a month or two down the road and you're thinking about checking it out, it it maybe don't take everything we say on the bugs, I guess. But at least at this point, if you're listening to this fresh and new right off, right off the cutting track, then yeah, you're probably going to run into some of the same bugs we are. I feel like with you saying like how small the studio is, like I feel like it's actually kind of impressive. Yeah. I feel like usually like really small studios, it's super pixelated, one-dimensional, whatever. My guess is they just either ran out of funding or time because it seemed like they had a lot of ideas that they wanted to go with. They just weren't able to flush them out. Uh I mean, well, I feel like we haven't mentioned too many bugs. Like, there, the game is buggy, but there was only about two times that the game, I got a bug that literally ruined the mission for me. It's infuriating, but it didn't happen a lot. But you can also, you redo the mission. It's not like you just, you, you lose yeah. it. Yeah, and missions usually take between five. The longest one took me, I think, was 35 minutes. So the missions are pretty quick. Uh, oh, a quick a quick thing to mention too, though, is you cannot save mid-game. So if you are doing a mission, you just got to finish it. But it's not too big of a deal. Like I said, they're relatively small. Well, you know, I, it took me a long time. To unless you're Liz, yes, who sits around and waits 20 minutes to assassinate one dude. Yeah. <laughs> I fully admit to that. But as far as the achievements go, the achievements, I would not recommend for achievement hunters, but the achievements aren't bad. 
Uh, as far as you know, time to beat, you're looking either between 13 hours to do the main story or maybe about 27 hours if you're a completionist. I'm at currently about 24 hours and I've just about got all the achievements. I just need to play like another hour or two and I'll mop them the rest up. Uh, but as far as achievements go, it's pretty basic, you know, killing people certain ways. There's like six of those. Chapters. Usually, yeah, just beating the game, just playing through the chapters, you're getting achievements. The game sprinkles with you through uh, a lot of achievements kind of at the beginning. Without actually like doing the achievements, like looking them up, I, um, I got 150. I don't know how many hours I put in, but I feel like I put in a lot of time. <laughs> I'm at 720. And Keith's 190. Oh, yeah. That solid but, second place. But this game does the thing that I absolutely hate, and there is quite a bit of secret achievements. And the secret achievements, majority of them, are finding all the collectibles in each of the maps. I don't know why they decided to make those the secret achievements, but there they are. And so it's that irritated me. And there's a couple of the secret achievements to do a specific mechanic. So it's like, how are you supposed to do the specific mechanic if it's a secret achievement? Like, how, besides looking it up, like, how are you supposed to know that? Like, you have to parry a fireball back at the fireball launcher guys. Like, okay. that doesn't need to be a secret achievement. Like, come on. No, not so, particularly. That's weird. Yeah, so the game irritates you with that. But the achievements overall aren't too bad, but not worth for achievement hunters because it takes the games pretty long. But if you're into this game, they're not hard to obtain. So getting into our final thoughts. For me, Origami 2, like I said, it is a game. I have my issues with it, but I'm a, st- I'm, I'm, I'm a big sucker for a stealth game with supernatural powers. So for me, the game at least really wins it for me there. I thought the powers were a lot of fun. Traversal was cool. The environments, unfortunately, are not great to look at. The story is so confusing. <laughs> but I at least had a lot of fun you know, playing single player, jumping around, feeling like a ninja, taking people out, and then having co-op playing with the buddy awesome i i had i had my fun with this i think this is a good game pass game i do wish there was other systems that were fleshed out but overall i didn't hate my time with it definitely you know i wasn't excited playing it but for me it's it's a solid 75 so for me i i didn't dislike my time playing with it i was never like oh this this is awful i don't want to do this i just it was really one of those games I was finding it hard to get myself to just start playing because I just wasn't excited to start it up. But usually once I did, I was like, all right, you know, I'm having a little bit of fun. I found it frustrating at points because as I've mentioned, I'm just naturally not very good at stealth type of games because I have patience issues when it comes to video games. And we don't do a lot of stealth games. No, we don't. I mean, we did dishonored and I didn't mind that, but I, I, well, I, I don't think I loved it, but what I did like the most is I felt like there was diversity in like what I was building out and, yeah. and all of that. It like it built on itself. I we've talked about it, I think, to death at this point. But yeah, there's just nothing that really changes up the gameplay. And so while I I didn't hate the time that I played it, which was I I do think under ten hours, is I. I didn't want to play more of it. I could not have brought myself to play that for 27 hours unless they just really gave me a reason to. And right now there just isn't, I think I'm going to give it a 67. I am going to give it a 70. I, like I said at the beginning, it's like vanilla ice cream. I think that there's games like this that we've played. That I enjoyed more. We discussed dishonored, and I agree with Keith. Like I would not want to finish this game. It was, 
it was fun to play a couple hours, but then after that, it just started feeling a bit like work. I always liked playing it, but nothing really excited me. I was like, oh, I can't wait to do this in the game. And looking at Metacritic uh, for Series X, 74 and 5.5. And then for Xbox One, TBD, there's only one critic review that is a 60 and 6.6. So not the greatest uh, scorings. But our, oh, what did we decide to call our fourth and silent co-host? Not in French. Zero of ten. Um, uh, I said the poop smith, but Keith didn't want to ruin that. I mean, but it, it's so hard because it makes sense. Cause, How about the turd burglar? Oh, turd burglar's fun. Okay. What is, <laughs> he loves using Why the word would turd. He How many times, wait, oh, are we playing a game? How many times he uses the word turd? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. yes. We need That's to get the rating theme system. It's we need theme music for turds. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Star noises. I, I'm guessing <laughs> three. Three turds. There's going to there's gonna be more turds than that. I'm going to go with five. Zero. Ooh. He actually gave this game a one. Well done. He did Whoa. not give it a zero. And <laughs> he actually at like one point said, for an indie, it could have been a little worse. Or no, a lot worse. <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. I can't so even weird. read my own, own my notes. We played some amazing indie games and he's like, it's a turd. Well, because he started off like, because he called the the graphics rotten, and he saying that they came straight out of the bullet hole of a, um, and then he it's in French, it's an older console, I don't know which one, but uh, he actually made a point of saying like this came out in the twenty first century, like people need, to, <laughs> people might not know that, but he, one word that he used to describe it is naughty. I thought that was really weird. <laughs> that has to be a weird context thing. Or an uh, inaccurate translation. Yeah. So I guess I got a point for this game because I was the closest to how many turns uh, he did. I guess. But the fact that he gave it a one, you know? Yeah. I mean, this we didn't give it a, like a high score. I mean, I guess with this game, the, the dialogue's in Japanese, so I, I guess he couldn't fault it for not having a French translation. That so is true. So the translation just must have been the text, and that's why he gave it a one. That is a good point. I love how we like break, try to break down his thought process I as if he well, has I want to know how much of this game he actually played. Like, can you picture someone who hates video games like really plugging along with this? I know. In order to give it a one? Yeah. I, I'm curious too. We'll never know. <laughs> but as far as the uh, listen review, uh, one of our listeners, Curtis, he said he gave the game a hard pass. He played a handful of hours. He said he could see why people would enjoy it, but it just was not for him. He gives it an 80 out of 100. I I like it that it's a hard pass and it's an 80. I know. Like that's, it's really nice of you. That That's very nice. <laughs> I'm a hard pass and it's usually like a 40 or a 50. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, thank you all so much for joining. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird0952. And I'm starting to stream again. So I'm also on Twitch with the same name as well, I guess. Uh, if you have a game recommendation, please email us, reach out to us. We're at gamepassgrabback at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at GBGBpod and at Twitter at GBGBpod. And I've been Keith, and I'm going to be stealthing on out of here. I'm Liz the Noob, gamertag Dean. I'm on Twitter at Liz the Noob. Noob is E-W. And Andrew, are you going to be playing any uh, spooky games since it's October? <gasps> Possibly. I keep I keep asking, what's that game that you keep Doom, telling you? Play you? Dead Doom, by Daylight again. That or Do Visage. I was I started playing that. I'm telling you that game. It 
<clears throat> for the little amount that I played, I I think it's been one of the better like horror type of games that I've played in a while. It just it it's more creepy than it is jump scary, and I like that because jump scares are usually too predictable. So yeah, I recommend Visage. I might check it out. Do you like that I'm putting you on the spot? Nope, because I'm gonna <laughs> edit this out. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining. We love you all. See you again next week. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you.